Well, as Ted mentioned just a little while ago, uh, through the month of June, we're going to be going through our Breakthrough Sermon Series, and I want to share where I got the inspiration. And my inspiration to talk about Breakthrough the next couple of weeks, we're going to be talking about how to break through negative thinking. We're going to be talking about how to break through fear. Uh, next Sunday is Father's Day. We're going to be talking about how to break through to dads. How can we break through to men? But today I want to set the stage for it. I want to talk about just in general, you know, are there areas in our life that we need to have a breakthrough? And my inspiration for these um, sermons I'm going to be speaking on through the month of June is just a human condition of stagnation. There's just one thing I do not like in life. There's just one thing I don't like to see when I look around at society is to see our people, to see our society, see our community, see a church in stagnation. When something isn't growing, when something isn't prospering, when something isn't uh, experienced God's grace and love and compassion and power to its fullest, I feel that, you know what, that person, that church, that community, that society needs a breakthrough. And uh, every now and then as I pray, as I pray for our church, as I pray for our community, as I pray for Pasadena, the Lord puts on my heart a burden. He gives me this discernment. There are many folks that are feeling that way. There might be folks here this morning feeling that way. Maybe you're feeling that you're not growing in the Lord. Maybe you don't feel that you're growing spiritually. Maybe you've been feeling the last couple of weeks or months or even years, you've been dealing with the same exact issue year after year after year. So I have a sense, even a discernment, that there are folks, even among us here today, that there are things in your life that you want to overcome. So the question is, what have you been waiting for? God is here today. He is here to set you free. He is here to give you the strength, the anointing, the power, the encouragement, the motivation for once and for all to break through some of those things in your life that are holding you back. And my prayer also is for our society, for our world, for our community, for our nation. I see that as a nation, our economy is stagnant. I see in our nation that over the past couple of years we were making some progress in different areas, but now it seems that we're going backwards. So our nation needs a breakthrough. Our world needs a breakthrough. Pasadena needs a breakthrough. Our church needs a breakthrough. And I need a breakthrough. So if you are in agreement with this, I want you to say amen this morning. Amen. Amen. There's a big need today for a breakthrough. So I just want to share really quick before I get into the message. I usually spend a long time in the introduction, so you're going to get used to me the next couple of weeks. We're still on the introduction. just want to share with you really quick um, just the inspiration. I'll begin first with, with Christ. When Christ began his ministry, when he was a 30-year-old young man, a single man, he wasn't a married man, he was a single, unmarried young guy, didn't go to seminary, didn't have a seminary degree, He didn't have five years ministry experience. He went into the synagogue and he took the role of Isaiah. And he read from Isaiah 61. And Jesus talked about how God had anointed him, had commissioned him. Now get this. To preach the good news to the poor and to set the captives free. So this is God's mission. This is God's vision. God is in this world through Christ, through His church, to help people be set free. So God's mission, God's vision is a breakthrough mission. 
The role of our church is a breakthrough mission. God has placed us here in Pasadena to help people, assist people, guide people so they can break through and be set free from things in their lives and things in our world today. Now, the other inspiration that I had for this sermon series is many, many years ago when I was a young man, I was a teenager, I heard this remarkable interview of Chuck Yeager. Now, when I was at First Baptist Downey, I worked with Pastor Jim Lacey, who was our worship pastor. And Jim shared with me when I shared this story that Chuck Yeager is actually his cousin. So I was asking Jim, you got to bring Chuck Yeager to speak to the man or speak to the church. I'd love for that one day. But in this interview, Chuck Yeager talked about how he broke through the sound barrier. It's an incredible story. I'm going to be sharing it a little bit later in the message. And I have a poster here that I want to give away this morning. And this poster here is a picture of a jet plane uh, breaking through the sound barrier. And we're going to have some pictures. We're going to have a video clip from The Right Stuff a little bit later. And I want to give it away to someone this morning. And the person I want to give it to is the person that can tell me what is the speed that a jet plane has to travel to uh, reach Mach 1. Does anyone know offhand what's the mileage? I'm going to cover the answer because it's... Because it's right there. And this poster here is called Set New Limits. You can put this in your office. You can put this in your bedroom. You can put this 600 uh, close. A little bit higher than... It's over 600. And it's under 1,000. Did someone say what? 7 what? It's a little bit more than 720. You're getting really hot. Young man? A little bit more than 725. Too high. Too high. We're in the 700s. Little bit more than 750. Less than 790. I found like Bob Barker and Price is Right. A little bit less than 770, but you're getting really hot. Who said 760? All right, Christine, it's yours. This is my inspiration. Hopefully, it'll be your inspiration throughout the summer to experience your breakthrough. All right. Excellent. All right. Getting some props there. So we're going to begin uh, reading from Scripture, and we're going to be using uh, the story of the paralyzed man and the breakthrough he experienced. And we're going to be looking in Scripture in the Gospel of John, chapter 15, reading at verse 1. Here's a story of a man who experienced his breakthrough. John 15, starting at verse 1. We also have it on the screen for you here. And a very nice picture of that miracle. Hmm. Sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for a feast of the Jews. Now there is in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate a pool, which in Aramaic is called Bethesda, and which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. I love this line. Here a great number of disabled people used to lie. So look at this. Christ's ministry was to the disabled. Christ's ministry was to the sick. Christ's ministry was to the poor. Jesus said He came to the world not to condemn the world, but He came to save the world. He didn't come for the healthy. He came for the sick. So a great number of disabled people used to lie. The blind, the lame, the paralyzed. One was there who had been an invalid for 38 years. How many years? 38 years. That's a long time. When Jesus saw him lying there, 
and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked them, Do you want to get well? Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I am trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Then Jesus said to him, Get up, pick up your mat and walk. At once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and walked. The day on which this took place was a Sabbath. And so the Jews said to the man who had been healed, It is the Sabbath. The law forbids you to carry your mat. But he replied, The man who made me well said to me, Pick up your mat and walk. So they asked him, Who is this fellow? Who told you to pick up your mat and walk? The man was healed, had no idea who it was, for Jesus had slipped away into the crowd that was there. Later, Jesus found him at the temple and said to him, See, you are well again. Stop sinning or something worse may happen to you. The man went away and told the Jews that it was Jesus who had made him well. Let's just pray for a couple of moments. Heavenly Father, I pray that you truly would open our hearts. Just prepare us, Lord God, for these breakthroughs that we need in our lives, the breakthroughs that we need in Pasadena, in our church, in our community, in our nation, Lord God. We pray for your grace. We pray for your power, Lord God, just to just to come upon us today and to set us free from the things you want to set us free from. We ask you this in Jesus' holy name. Amen and amen. So God desires for us to be free from sin, strongholds, and entanglements. If you look at your teaching notes in your bulletin today, you can fill that in. God desires for us to be free from sin, strongholds, and entanglements. God wants you to be free. God wants us to be in freedom. God doesn't want us in bondage. God doesn't want us to be have any strongholds in our life or to be in any kind of entanglements. God wants us to walk in freedom. God wants us to live a full and abundant life, freedom and liberty. So I prepared a list here of some things that we need to have breakthroughs in. Uh, one of the things that I put down is pride. You know, over the years I, I thought that I've gotten better when it comes to pride. You know, over the years I thought that pride is a young man's sin. Right? Man, when I was 18, when I was 22, man, I had so much pride. My head was so big, but now that I'm getting older, you know, I'm more humble. Guess what? Uh, doesn't work that way. And when you have pride in your life and you see the Lord bless other people, you see other people succeed, you know you have pride when it hurts. When you can't applaud, when you can't be the cheerleader for friends and neighbors and relatives that are succeeding in life, and you kind of get all messed up about that, guess what? You're dealing with pride. And I hate that. I hate feeling that way. So this is an area in my life where I need a breakthrough today. Pride. Who wants to break through pride? Who wants a breakthrough when it comes to pride? The next one I have down is selfishness. Right? This is a huge stumbling block when it comes to marriage. If you are a selfish person when it comes to marriage, you're going to be in marriage counseling a lot. Okay? If you're constantly fighting with your siblings, right? 
If you look around and no one's asking you to go out to coffee or dinner in the movies and you're all alone, maybe people see you as a selfish person. They're staying away. So selfishness is a big thing that we need to have a breakthrough with. The next one I put down is criticalness. When you get to be such a critical type person, you almost get in a role with criticalness and you just can't stop. You're critical about your spouse. You're critical about the house. You're critical about clothes. You're critical about money. You're critical about everything. It's like a monster. It's an ogre. And you can't stop. Has that ever happened to you? Ever been in that rut? I've been in that rut. And I I say, what's wrong with me? God set me free. I want to break through being such a critical person. Because we spend so much of our time and energy in pridefulness. We spend so much time and energy and focus on selfishness. We spend so much time and energy on criticalness that we forget who we are. And we are not living a full life because all these things have strongholds in our minds and in our hearts. And we are not being the people that God wants us to be. So these are some areas where we need a breakthrough. The other thing I put down is addiction. All kinds of addictions. Gambling addiction, sexual addiction, and also criticalness can be addiction. Substance abuse, any kind of addiction. There are so many of them out there. And this is something that God can give us a breakthrough with. Other thing I put here was sinfulness. And basically everything is sinfulness. Just being a sinful person, overcoming sin. You want to stop sinning, but you don't know how, right? You set a a goal for yourself. I'm going to stop sinning in these two or three different areas. And then you end up sinning again. And it's just a vicious cycle. And maybe you've been doing that for months. Maybe you've been doing that for years. Maybe you've been doing that for a lifetime. But guess what? God is here today. And He can give us a breakthrough in these areas. The other thing I put is apathy. I see a lot of this going on. And I kind of defined it a little bit more. It's a lack of passion. And a lack of faith. I don't know why I'm seeing this trend, but I'm seeing this trend with uh, young people. I'm seeing it out in society that there's just a lot of people today that are lacking passion and faith. Faith to walk on water. Faith to heal the sick. Faith to cast out demons. Just a passion and excitement today. Are you having a nice day today? Oh, not really. Do you love your job? Oh, not really. What are you doing this weekend? Oh, nothing. How is God using you? What is God saying to you? How is God speaking to you? Oh, He's not talking to me. Well, what exciting thing are you going to be doing this summer? Well, no, nothing. It's just the same thing over and over again. Man, that is a stronghold of apathy. That is a lack of passion and faith. And guess what? God wants to give you a breakthrough in that area if that's what you're struggling with. Uh, also, God also gives us breakthroughs when it comes to the areas of finances, right? How many of us have been dealing with finances with the rising gasoline prices? And, you know, my wife and I, we've been like calling the phone company. You no, know, we're getting rid of long distance. Get rid of that. Caller ID, get rid of that. We call the cable company. Cable, get rid of cable, right? My, my cell phone contract, get rid of that. You know, my big eight-cylinder expedition, gone. I got a four-cylinder Honda now. So God can also give us financial breakthroughs. You just can't seem to get ahead. You save and you save. You try to be wise. 
and stewardship. You try to manage your money. You're not going out to eat as much as you did before. You're not going to the mall going crazy and buying all this stuff. But there seems to be a stronghold on your finances. Anybody can relate to that this morning? There's a stronghold on your wallet. And you want to say, get your hands off my wallet, stronghold. And God can give you a breakthrough when it comes to the finances. And then the last thing that I listed here really quick are just roadblocks. I see this trend also. I see that there's a lot of people today, young people, middle-aged people, that they've just been experiencing roadblocks throughout their life. I mean, there are some people, they could look back in their 20s and their early 30s where they had like vision, they had a plan, they had a calling, they had a dream, they had an excitement. I'm going to do this. God's called me to do this. I'm going to go here. And guess what happened in life? Roadblock. A roadblock. And maybe you've been experiencing some big, heavy roadblocks with your dreams, with your passions, with your vision. Things that you think God has called you to do. And it's discouraged you. And you've had so many roadblocks come in your life. Sickness, health, relationships, family, education. The list goes on and on and on. That you've basically just says, you know what? Every time I try, there's another roadblock. I'm just going to give up. I'm just going to stop. I'm going to stop trying. Well, guess what? The Lord is here this morning to help you to have a break through those roadblocks and achieve those dreams, those passions, those hopes. I mean, one of the biggest things that happens when we experience roadblocks is we start to lose hope. And when you lose hope, you stop dreaming. You stop thinking of what can be and what you can do. And you just, you just stop. Well, God is here this morning to give us a breakthrough. So, basically this morning I have three simple points. And the first one is, to achieve your personal breakthrough, you must persevere. You must persevere. So we're going to talk a little bit about perseverance. And then in just a couple of minutes, we're going to take a look at a video clip from the movie The Right Stuff about when Chuck Yeager broke the sound barrier. But we're talking about perseverance. I want to talk a little bit about perseverance. Now, when Jesus found the paralyzed man that was just lying there, how many years had that man just been lying there? 38 years. Did he ever really give up? Did he give up? No, he was there. He was there for 38 years waiting for the pool to be stirred so someone can put him in the water. He persevered year after year after year after year because he knew in his heart that God was going to send somebody and that somebody was Jesus Christ. And many times when it comes to life and we're looking to break through, we're looking for something to happen, for a miracle to happen, sometimes we think it's going to be a job. If I just get a breakthrough with the right job, if I just get a financial breakthrough, if my, if my spouse or my husband or my wife would just completely change, then I'd be happy. Who is the source of our breakthrough? Is it a president? Is it your financial planner? Is it the mayor of Pasadena or the mayor of Los Angeles? Heavens not. 
Jesus Christ is the source of our breakthrough. If you are looking for a breakthrough this morning, you're not going to find it in the stock market. If you are looking for a breakthrough this morning, you're not going to find it in your mother-in-law because she's going to leave you in the will. It's not from a doctor. It's not from a pharmacist. It's not from nobody in the world. The breakthrough can only come from Jesus Christ. And when Jesus Christ found this man lying there after 38 years, persevering and persevering and persevering, that's the way you impress Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was always impressed by people that came to him on their hands and knees. And he would always say, wow, look at this faith. I have not seen this kind of faith in all of Israel. This is the kind of people that Christ is looking for. He's looking for people that are risk-takers. People that are bold and courageous. People that don't give up. People that persevere year after year after year after year. But today, in our society, we see this trend. We look around. People give up way too easy than they used to. Anyone can testify to this? I mean, there are people that give up in three months, five months, six months, one year, two years, three years. They say, I'm done. They give up on marriage way too early nowadays. They give up on jobs way too early nowadays. They give up on houses and communities. They give up doing things so quickly today. There's a low tolerance for pain and suffering. Low tolerance for that. But what does the Bible tell us? In Romans 5 verse 3, the Bible tells us we know that suffering produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. And in James 1 verse 3, the Bible says, the testing of your faith develops what? Perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be what? Mature and complete, lacking nothing. So your perseverance is your key to your breakthrough. So when Jesus found this man who had been paralyzed for 38 years, it's so interesting what Jesus asked him. He asked him, do you want me to help you? Do you really want to get better? You know, how many times do you think that I've counseled people, I've helped people, they've come for help or assistance in their marriage or overcoming an addiction? And when you try to offer them the advice, you try to offer them wise counsel, you know what they say? You know what? Hey, you know what? I don't want your help because that hurts. Well, you just told me that hurts. So I've been surprised over the years that there are so many folks that are in a tough condition. And you know these type of folks. You see the bad marriages. You see the bad management, financial management of their lives. You see the poor relationships that they're involved in, poor decisions they've made. And you say to yourself, man, if I just talk to this person for a couple of minutes, I'm going to set them straight. I'm going to give them some awesome advice and I'm going to turn their life around. It's going to be so easy. And then you sit down with them and you talk to them and you explain everything to them. And guess what? They don't want help. They just want to whine. They just want to complain. They want to be in that negative, stagnated position or situation, if stagnated is even a word. So that's why Jesus said to this man, do you want to be healed? Do you want to be set free? So we started talking about this this morning, huh? Breakthrough. Yeah, Pastor Eddie, I want a breakthrough. I want to overcome pride. I want to overcome selfishness. I want to overcome roadblocks in my life. I want to overcome sin. I I want to overcome addiction. So then Jesus asked you this morning, do you really? 
Do you really want to let go of all those things? Do you really want to be set free? That's what he's asking you this morning. So now we get to Chuck Yeager. What was the thing that Chuck Yeager said in his um, uh, interview that so impressed me? This is what he said. Um, because it really spoke to me. Because this is something that I do as a man. This is something that I do as a person. Chuck was telling us that uh, back in 1960 or whatever, when he, when he broke the sound barrier and he, and he went up in the X-plane, he said as he was reaching how many miles per hour? 760 miles per hour. As he was reaching 760 miles per hour, that something started to happen to his X-plane. He said the throttle started to shake. He said, I felt that the X-plane was totally going to blow apart and I was going to die. And he said, for a couple of moments there, I was going to stall it. I was going to push the button, turn the, turn the engine off and go back down. And he said that he said to myself, I'm a test pilot. I'm a risk taker. This is what I do. This is my job. I need to risk my life and test these planes so another pilot, a Navy pilot or an Air Force pilot or a Marine pilot uh, won't die. So at that very moment that he felt that plane was going to blow apart and he was going to die, he made a conscious decision to break through. And whatever happens, happens. And he said when he made that decision and he broke through the sound barrier, that in an instant, everything calmed down in his plane. It stopped shaking. It was smooth sailing. And he was breaking the sound barrier and beyond. And when he said those words, I said, I got it. Now I understand what I've been doing in my life. And over the years, this has been so true. When you and I are going through a tribulation, when you and I are going through a valley, when you and I are going through a testing time in our life, when you and I are going through a difficulty and things get hard and things get difficult and God is about to do a miracle in our lives, God is about to set us free, God is about to give us a breakthrough, what do we usually end up doing? We stop and we go back the same way we came from. Think about it. Think about when you go hiking. Have you ever been hiking and you walk into a valley, you know, and the, the valley's so big and you're looking at all the mountains and stuff? When you walk into a valley you've never been in before, is there a big sign that says where the exit is? No. There's no sign. And what happens when you're a hiker and you don't have a road map, your tendency, your instinct is to go back the same way you came in. And I believe this happens to a lot of us. This has happened to me not once, not twice, but many, many times in my life. When God is growing me, when God is challenging me, when God is molding me, when I'm going through a valley, when I'm going through a tribulation, when I'm struggling with some sin and God is about to give me a breakthrough and I think my whole life is going to blow apart, what do I do? Fight or flight. I stop and I run back the same way I came. So guess what's going to happen to me six months later? I'm going to be right back in the same situation. What's going to happen to me a year from now? I'm going to be right back in the same situation. So what God is trying to teach us this morning, whatever issue, whatever challenge you are facing with, 
Whatever valley, whatever tribulation you are in, whatever roadblock you have in your life, whatever thing you're struggling, today is the day where you make the decision that you're going to punch through. I mean, if it's something as uh, small or trivial as uh, losing weight or eating better, exercising more, not being negative, not being led by fear, praying, reading your Bible, evangelizing more, sharing your faith more, setting your priorities right, just do it and break through. So now we're going to watch the clip from The Right Stuff. That was the sound of you breaking through. Amen? Amen. We got some more pictures of planes breaking through the sound barrier. Right there, that's my favorite picture. Anybody know what kind of plane that is? F-14? That looks like uh, one of like a Blue Angels, the performance jets. And that looks like a heavy-duty plane. Anybody know what that one is? That's a Tomcat? Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Two final points. To achieve your personal breakthrough, you must obey Christ. You must be obedient to Christ. Jesus told the paralyzed man, take up your mat and walk. You need to be obedient. And that's part of faith. Faith isn't something abstract. Faith isn't something up here. Faith is something that you do. You have to apply it. You have to live by faith. You have to be obedient. You have to live like you have a breakthrough. Uh, in AA, the program, they have something called fake it till you make it. Have you ever heard of that? The term fake it till you make it. Now, over the years, I've worked in different ministries like Celebrate Recovery. Worked in that ministry. We started that ministry at our last church, and that's something I'd like to do here at Pasadena, is start the Celebrate Recovery ministry. And we bring in a bunch of Christian speakers that talk about their addictions. And one gentleman is a Vietnam vet. I'm going to bring him here. He talked about being an alcoholic. And one of the things that he said about an alcoholic is that an alcoholic doesn't think like a normal person. Okay? See, an alcoholic will use any excuse to drink. If the Raiders win, they drink. If the Raiders don't win, you drink. If it's a beautiful day, you drink. If it's a cloudy, rainy day, you drink. So basically, he shared with us that alcoholics don't think like normal people. And when you give your life to Christ, when you become obedient to Christ, your feelings and emotions are not going to coincide with what you need to do. You're not going to feel like being a normal person. If your issue is alcoholism, if your issue is negativity, if your issue is depression, when you get up in the morning, your feelings and emotions are going to tell you to be what? To act like an alcoholic, to act like a depressed person, to act like a negative, grouchy, unhappy person with no joy. That's what your feelings and your emotions are telling you. But what is Jesus telling you? To walk in the Spirit. To live by faith. Right? The joy of the Lord is my strength. So what you need to do when you get up in the morning is you need to be obedient to Christ. And I, I went through this in my late 20s. I remember just waking up in a bad mood. My wife can testify to this. You know, I was always in a bad mood. I was in a real spiritual slump. I was in a real emotional slump. 
So what I did is when I would get up in the morning to pray, I would actually talk to my emotions and my feelings. And I would say, guess what, emotions and feelings? I'm not listening to you today. I'm not going to be a negative person. I'm not going to be a critical person. I'm not going to be a grouch today. By faith, in obedience to Christ, in a way, it's kind of like fake it till you make it. I'm going to be positive. I'm going to be joyful. I'm going to be full of the Spirit. And even though I don't feel it, I'm going to live it. I'm going to be obedient to Christ. And guess what happened over the weeks and over the months? That person started to become me. And then I became that joyful person living by faith, living in the Spirit. And that's what's going on here. We need to be obedient to Christ. You may not feel it. Your emotions may not be telling you that that's the person you are. But you need to be obedient to Christ. And then our last and final point here is to achieve your personal breakthrough, you must overcome the culture of unbelief. And I believe that this was the biggest challenge that the paralyzed man was facing. Not his paralysis, but the biggest challenge he was facing was these Pharisees. So let's show the picture of these Pharisees. Now can you imagine waking up every morning to these faces? Can you imagine every morning looking in the mirror at this? Can can you imagine that this is your support group? (laughs) This is your family, your community, your neighborhood, your church, whatever the case may be? If these are the people that are supporting you and backing you up, when you finally do step up to break through and be a different person, be the person that God's called you to be, be a person of joy, of power, of anointing, of righteousness, walking by faith and by spirit, what's this crowd going to do? You're going to fail. That's not the way to do it. Is that theologically correct? Does that fit in within the parameters of our denomination? No, certainly not. So to have your personal breakthrough, you have to break away from a culture of unbelief. And you need to find out who these people are. Who are these people? Are they roommates? People in your family? Friends that you hang out with? You socialize a certain group of people? This type of negativity is going to keep you paralyzed for 38 years. And push came to shove for the paralyzed man because Jesus Christ came into his life. And for the first time, this man was able to stand up against his paralysis, but not only stand up against his paralysis, but stand up against the culture of unbelief that the Pharisees represented. And this culture of unbelief, it's in our world today. It's in society today. It's on TV, it's on radio, it's in the newspaper, it's in the movies, sin, 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 glorifying sin, glorifying gossip. That's all our newspapers are, is gossip, negativity, talking bad about other people. So to have that breakthrough, got to break away from the culture of uh, negativity. Next week, as we come back for Father's Day, we're going to have a great Father's Day service. We have uh, the Walter Hoving women. They're going to be coming here to share some of their personal testimonies about breakthrough. And uh, we're going to be talking about how to break through to our dads. How can we as, our, as a church break through and reach the men of Pasadena? How many of you want to reach the men of Pasadena on Father's Day? Want to do that? Want to see this church full of guys? And, of course, women and singles and young people. We're going to focus on men next Friday, next Sunday, because it's Father's Day. And then for the remainder of June, I'm going to be speaking on overcoming uh, negativity and overcoming fear. 
So um, I'm going to ask the ushers if they can come forward. We're going to collect the morning offering, and I'll just pray for that and the prayer to conclude the message uh, at the same time here. Ask the ushers to come forward. And as they collect the morning offering, remember to deposit your communication card. And if you are visiting us for the first time, we do have a gift mug for you at the guest center. Okay, let's pray. Heavenly Father God, we thank you, Lord God, as we begin this uh, just new focus on breaking through different areas of our lives. Lord God, I just ask that you would just um, go with us today and that you would just continue to speak to our hearts, that these words would continue to ring true throughout the week. And Lord God, now we ask you uh, just to bless the offering that's collected, our visitors and friends that are here, our guests that are here this morning, bless them, uh, bless the cheerful giver. And Lord God, we pray just for a special summer here at uh, First Baptist as Pastor Steve is away. Just cover him and protect him. And also uh, continue using this church in such a special way. So we ask your blessing now upon this offering. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.